Do you like retro video games? Then you should check out the Nerd Cave Retro on Spotify, iTunes, and wherever you can find podcasts. If you like the show, then you can join the Discord by going to the Nerd Cave Retro Twitter page and click the link at the top of the page. If you like the Open Micros podcast, but you think I'm too handsome, check out the Jester's Court podcast hosted by my fat twin, Mr. Mike Evelyn found wherever podcasts are given away for free. Dead Game is the new podcast where award-winning comedy writer Wally Phelps and award-seeing comedy sidekick Carlos Longoria (laughs) use their powers of necromancy to resurrect failing or long-suffering game franchises. From Fortnite to Rock Band, D&D to Double Dragon, listen to Dead Game, where games go to get good. We also want to shout out our other patrons, Mr. Derek Diamond and old Rob himself, Mr. Robbie Hennig. Just drop that ass, bitch, it's open micers in the house. Pop that pussy with that open micers logo in your mouth. Take some with this bald ass head, take a looking in bread. Open micers, bitch, heard what I said. Drop that ass, drop that ass, open micers in the house. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house. Open micers in the house, open micers is a mouse. Drop that ass, pop that pussy, open micers in the house. The mic is now open. <laughs> Thank you to Mushmouth, a.k.a. Mark Simmons of the WFU podcast for the new theme song for the show. Uh, we put out the call the other day, and that's what he gave us, and I like it because it says Jacob's Inbred. Welcome to the Open Micers Podcast. My name is Jason Robbins. I'm Jacob Craig, and I like it because it talks about your bald-ass fucking head. Yeah. It's not just, it's not just me piling on that train. Yeah, I dig it. And I uh, got Joey Image in the chat room. What's up, Joey? I hope you're here to ask us some weird questions because that's what we're here to do this evening. Jacob, tell them what we're doing tonight. Yeah, man. So uh, we were supposed to record an episode last Wednesday and uh, our guests never got back to me. We never recorded the episode. So I decided since we've had a big uptick on the social medias and on the blog and on the website to do an AMA so that, uh, you know, all the new listeners and all the old listeners can just ask us any questions that they want to know about us. And of course, no question is too stupid for us to answer. So we got some pretty fucking dumb ones. Yeah. Yeah. We, we. <laughs> so where do we want to start? Uh, do we want to just start off with the ones that <clears throat> we got on, on Facebook? Because I think that's the only place that we got questions was on Facebook. I, I looked on Twitter. I didn't see anything. So I put together a Google Doc oh, on the... Um, okay. On the open micers, because I'm the professional one yeah. out of the two. See, th- this is a misconception about the open micers. I'm the more professional one. I do all the coordination. Hey, I hey, make hey. all the the Google Docs. Hey, I do a lot. I record the show. I, I edit the show. I upload the show. I create all the uh, all the, the the graphics for the show, and I take care. I I put the stuff out there into the world on the social medias. I do a lot. I do the essential functions of the show. Shut up. (laughs) I do things. I'm the businessman. Okay. Uh I make business. (laughs) I like the new uh, theme song too, by the way, because we can, I can actually hear it. I think it was just the track that no one can hear Hmm. the old theme song. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I I was able to hear it unless you just like made noise on your end. Because if you like tap your fucking hand or something, then people can hear it. Oh, that's weird. Uh, Joey says, "Have they gotten back to you by now? What do you What do you mean? Have they got who has who gotten back to us about what? About what? 
Oh, they probably the guest they canceled. Nah, he's fucking did not email uh. me at all. <laughs> and it's so weird, dude, because like that was the least famous person I booked this month, and you're gonna stand me up, bro. <laughs> like, come on, man. We could do stuff for you. We're the freaking hit makers here, man, dude. We're, we're... the hit makers, bro. Like, it's it's arguably better for like Mo and Caleb Sinan. It's better for us for them to do our podcast. <laughs> Not the other way around. Like we could have helped this guy. Yeah, you get you come on our show, and then like a uh, week later, you get hit with a beer on stage, and you go viral, and then you're on Jimmy Kimmel. But you know that's how it goes. He chose to not do Jimmy Kimmel, and who does that? <laughs> Matt Damon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I can. Uh, we can go into the questions here. So okay. I just compiled everything into a um, a Google Doc. So if we missed your question, I do apologize, but I'm pretty sure I got everybody. Good Lord, a lot of questions uh, the, here. Yeah, a lot of people submitted multiple questions. All right. So this should keep us busy. Uh, the first one comes from Jonathan Underwood, buddy of mine from the movie pilot writing days. We used to write like a decade ago for a free website called Movie Pilot. It was a lot of fun. Okay. Uh, Jonathan Underwood. Jonathan Underwood asks, can you please name your top three fictional characters you'd most like to have a drink with? Hmm. What do you think, Jay? Fictional characters, eh? Um, uh, before yeah. we do that, Joey in the chat room has, uh, he's, he, he has a friend of his that uh, he talks to a lot uh, up there in New York, and he uh, is a potential guest for the show here who uh, was a regular on the Stern Show, and he's going uh, to have more info later for us this week awesome so, send them my way man yeah uh, so thank you thank you joey for that uh let's see top three fictional characters you most like to have i want to have a drink with han solo yeah it might be your last though yeah well well he he we you saw know. that went for greedo yeah but i'm not Rest trying to he's oh three greedo i'm not trying to take him in for a bounty you know i'm just trying to hang out okay that's a good one um I'd have a drink with Gandalf. I feel like Gandalf would be fun to have a drink with. I think he could drink you under the table. Gandalf seems like he's a hardcore alcoholic. Big man. Big man. But he's very whimsical. You know what I mean? Like, there's going to be fireworks involved. Yeah. Going to set off some fucking magic shit. Um, dude, who's another fictional character I want to have a drink? Uh, hmm. Who's a good drinker in movie? Like, is there any movies where like the main character is like a fun drunk? Um, fucking like everything from the seventies, like fucking <laughs> Hawkeye from Mash. Ooh, that's a good one. I want to hang out. My next two are Hawkeye and uh and uh, Trapper from Mash. That's who I want to have a drink with. Nick, those, those yeah. count as my two and three. That would be fun. I'd have a drink with Hawkeye. Um. So who was your fa who was your favorite out of uh do you, do you, would you rather have Trapper or BJ Honeycut? Oh, Trapper all the way, dude. They're Trapper guy. Yeah, it was like I liked the early seasons a lot cuz I had those on DVD mm -hmm. growing up. So I watched just like the first two seasons over and over again. And I feel like BJ was fucking whiny. He was always like, "My wife, I fucking <laughs> miss my wife." And like every episode, it's like, "Dude, shut up." <laughs> Trapper's just trying to get yeah, laid. Yeah, I feel like when, once BJ came in, that's when the show started to get like kind of serious. And I don't yeah, like those way more I like the show when it was like, you know, zany uh, shenanigans. Yeah. 
which I like both. Like I like, you know, the, the, the Blake Colonel Blake years. And I like the Colonel Potter years. Too, yeah. I but. dig Colonel Potter. I like it. Well, if you watch it now, um, Colonel Potter was actually on the show before he became per- Colonel Potter. He was in, oh, the, really? he was in like the first season and he was like this crazy general that came in and uh, was trying to like change shit up and like make them move the mash unit. And dude, it is so ridiculously, uh, 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 racist. Like that, oh, really? that particular episode, like you watch it now and you're just like, you cringe. You're like, Oh my God, how did they get away with that mm-hmm. on TV? Then you're like, Oh yeah, it was the seventies. Mm-hmm. I'd like to have a drink with, uh, with Thor. We can do yeah. battle together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, and you get to smash so your, your glasses on the ground too when you're drinking with Thor. Yeah, right. Like, when you bring this, me another? Sometimes when I drink, my face glasses hit the ground, and that's not a good thing. <laughs> Joey says he he thinks Alan Alda's voice and mash sounds almost identical to early Howard Stern. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see that. They're very similar, kind of, you know, I think Alan Alda's Jewish, right? I think so. I'm not sure. They I have know. that same kind of cadence, I think. Yeah. From, that, like, early 70s Jews. The New New York Jewish accent. Yeah. So I, I, I'll count Hawkeye in there, too. So that would be my three. Gandalf, Hawkeye, and uh, Thor. Dude, that's a freaking party right there. Yeah, right. <laughs> you want to go for the next one? Uh, yeah, here from uh, Carlos Longoria, a.k.a. I am the Rampage, um, says, when are, you, uh, when are you and Jason going to fight in the ring? So when are we going to fight in the ring, Jacob? <sighs> Whenever you want it, Daddy. <laughs> I'm here for it, man. This sparked a whole debate in our production chat. Uh, as to who would win in a fight between me and Jason. And the staggering majority thinks that I would win <laughs> in most cases. I don't think so. I think I've, I've got you. Um, Cause you're, you're, you don't have the, the wind, but I don't need the wind dude. So every street fight, almost every street <laughs> fight. It, 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 okay. Look, it depends on scenario, right? So this is a very general, like broad question. Like what kind of ring, what are we doing? Is it like MMA rules? Are we are having a street fight? If it's just like a just me and you fucking fighting, it's only gonna last for thirty seconds. Street fights only last for thirty seconds. I got thirty seconds in me, Bubba. <laughs> I'll give you hell for thirty seconds. I, I'm tall. I'm in the chat room. Uh, Joey says I'm like five foot twelve though, but yeah, I'm six three. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm I'm only six foot. I mean, I'm six foot, six foot big. I'm See, big. I got a longer reach on you. And plus I, I, you know, I we've both been Doesn't trained matter. in boxing. But Doesn't I have... matter. Cause <laughs> I'm going to get your leg, dude. <laughs> I'm going to find your leg and I'm going to take it. Okay. Maybe we need to do this, uh, as some sort of like Patreon event or something. <laughs> Me and you fucking spar, dude. You're almost fifty. I'd hurt you, Jason. Even if we just keep it friendly, you would like tear a rotator cuff. Probably <laughs> tear something. And it depends on what we're doing too. Like, is it in a boxing ring? Are we fucking grappling? 
Does no, Jason gonna, get a taser? We're gonna fight in the in the in an alley like uh like on They Live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Like fucking Kimbo Slice yeah. street fights. Just go <laughs> to the backyard and fucking grapple. Ooh, six sided no rope barbed wire cage match. Mmm, you can keep that. Yeah. <laughs> no, no thank thanks. You. <laughs> no thank you. So probably never. We'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> Probably never. <laughs> I feel like for for it to be fair, you should get a taser for a little bit. Because <laughs> I just I know more. I'm trained in more. I'm younger and I have and I'm bigger too. So if I get a hold of you and I put you in the air, it's not going to be fun. Yeah, I'm. I don't have the uh, the I don't have the quickness that I used to have. Right. I'm gonna get in on them legs, dude. You're going to go for a ride, Brock Lesnar style. Mm-hmm. All right, you up the next All right, one? These, yeah, we, so we have a series of questions from our unpaid intern, BJ DeBlow. Uh, what's, better, what's the better form of cabbage, sauerkraut or kimchi? Uh, I've never been a huge kimchi fan, so I got to go sauerkraut. I don't have a dog in the fight. I don't fucking like cabbage. I wouldn't <laughs> eat either of these. Um, Dude, cabbage in terms is good of, for you. It's probably why I don't eat it. It's so good for you. It's like, it's good for gut health. Yeah, dude. Have you seen my gut? It's fucking huge. <laughs> then you need Not a, healthy at you need all. a lot of sauerkraut in there. I feel like in terms of like, which one I would be closer to trying, like which one I think is less gross, I would say sauerkraut because I could put it on a hot dog. Yeah, you can't put kimchi on a hot dog. Yeah, if you go for that real kimchi, that stuff's been like rotting in the ground for like six months. Yeah, I don't even really know the difference, to be honest with you, Chief. Like what they do differently. I think sauerkraut has mayonnaise on it, huh? No, <laughs> it's just pickled cabbage. Oh, I thought but it was like coleslaw. It's the Germans made it. That's why it's called sauerkraut. Well, yeah, I figured the Germans had something to do with right. it because it's an abomination of God and man. <laughs> Kimchi is Vietnamese, but they, they make it in a, uh, they put all the ingredients in like this, uh, like a, uh, a pot, like a um, okay. kind of clay pot, and then they bury it in the ground <sighs> for a long time. <sighs> dude, are you okay? Yeah. Do you need to go check yourself? <laughs> no, dude, I've just been farting. Parting up a storm. Can you smell it? No, probably. We'll hear in a second. <laughs> Can you smell it through the internet? <laughs> uh, let's see. Which artificial sweetener is the best? I think acesulfame potassium is all right, but it kind of tastes like <laughs> butter and pepper to me. <laughs> Look, this is the kind of person that BJ is, and this is why he's been on the show to have a conversation before. Nobody casually is just like, I like acesulfame potassium dude fucking what <laughs> what is that uh i'm a splenda guy myself i like the splenda that's what i use in my coffee maybe i keep it sweet and i keep it low you know what i'm saying yep sweet and low all day long give me the pink because splenda so i'm i'm a bit of a connoisseur when it comes to sweeteners because i can't use sugar mm -hmm. you know i can't i do it anyways but i'm not supposed to so like Splenda just leaves this like weird, like he was saying, this weird, like artificial kind of taste, aftertaste. I feel like, uh, um, yeah, but you get used to it though. Yeah, but 
okay. Like, I, if you tell me to try something gross, you're just like, you'll get used to it. It's like, I'm not going to get there because it's fucking gross. I mean, so I just sweet. use it in coffee, and the coffee flavor kind of uh, gets rid of that. I don't really use it yeah. in anything else. Never tried Truvia. Yeah. Joey in the chat room says Truvia. I've never tried that before. No, but I've had Stevia. Stevia's good. Comes in the stick. Yeah. I hear monk fruit's <clears throat> good, too. Monk fruit's uh, very sugary. But it's very oh, dude, expensive. there's a giant fucking spider on my wall. Yes. Kill it. Oh, my God. Don't Should I? Let it bite you. You'll turn into Spider-Man. I'm scared to look away now because then what if it goes somewhere and I don't know where it is? <laughs> what kind of spider is it? It looks like one of them like black jumping spiders. Spiders? Spiders, yeah. <laughs> it's fucking big, though. That's a big boy. Spelled S-B-O-D-D-E-R-S. Yeah, spooters, dude. Spooters. <laughs> sputters. <laughs> one of them sputters. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so this is this is kind of a two, we'll do a two part question for this one. So BJ asks, who are your favorite Batmans? And then Mike Eveland, who is a uh, Patreon supporter, host of the Justice Court podcast. He uh, asks as a follow up, who are your favorite Bruce Wayne's? Because they are different. And mm -hmm. he wanted me to flex my Batman knowledge on the episode. All right. So, <clears throat> who's your favorite Batman and who's your favorite Bruce Wayne? Basically? <laughs> My favorite. I have a. I have a twofer uh, for Batman. Michael Keaton is my Batman, and also uh, Kevin Conroy is my Batman. So those two. Uh, but as far as Bruce Wayne, I mean, I'm gonna have to say Kevin Conroy. Um, but I also, I I kind of like. Um, I liked Affleck as Bruce Wayne. I think he made okay. a pretty good Bruce Wayne. Probably the best version of Bruce Wayne, live action Bruce Wayne we've ever gotten. Yeah, he looks the most like Bruce Wayne from the comic books. I will say that. Um, I think that he was—he's a horrible actor who's a, who's being directed by a horrible director. <laughs> so his Bruce Wayne kind of fell victim of that, where he's like at the party in Batman v Superman. He's like pretending to be drunk. It's mm. like Bruce Wayne's a better actor than Ben Affleck. Is, okay, he would be able to play that off. Yeah. fucking better uh, he is a good Bruce Wayne though my favorite Batman so the I think the only actor to have been both a good Batman and a Bruce Wayne I think everyone else has only been one or the other is Adam West Adam yeah. West was the only one who did both good but I feel like that was more of a comedy uh, right it's not well I mean it's a comedy me but I but, love but, the old Batman TV show and the old movie. I love it, but it, it's... I almost feel like it's making fun of Batman, which it kind of is, but... Yeah. Which, But it's a comedy, but at the same time, Adam West is 6'2", 220, fucking ripped with no pads in that suit. <laughs> so if he if they wanted to do a serious Batman with Adam West... He would have been perfect for Batman. He would have been perfect as Bruce Wayne because he was fucking all the Catwomen. Okay, yeah. that's a secret <laughs> about Adam West. He took every single Catwoman to bed. <laughs> so he, you know, he's Bruce Wayne. Yeah. Um, I think that in terms of like my favorite Batman, uh, Christian Bale, probably just because he was. 
and and I don't think Christian Bale's even the best Batman. It's just he was in the best movies with the best director, so he was yeah. able to look good. I just hated that voice he used. That ooh, you know the uh, yeah. Where's it was supposed to be a modulator? Yeah, I just I hated that voice he used. I wish he would have just used a more Kevin Conroy approach and just did like a little deeper version of his voice or something instead of doing that yeah. weird growl. I mean, I I love those movies, but they, he's definitely not my favorite of the Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and I talked about this on the Fantastic People pod when I did like a whole Batman breakdown with them. Your favorite Batman is going to be the one you grew up with 100% of the time. No yeah. exception. That's why my was going to be Keaton. Keaton from for me it's going to be Bale. That's the one I grew up with. And in the chat room says Adam West is a beast. Yeah, dude, he was fucking ripped, bro. Yeah. <laughs> he was legitimately cut up and you don't see it in the suit, but that's full on fucking Adam West in there. And I think George Clooney, believe it or not, was an excellent choice for Bruce Wayne. I do too. I think Clooney got screwed out of that deal. Like he should have had, mm-hmm. he should have been Batman in a much better movie. Like he deserved better. Yeah, dude. I mean, he has Bruce Wayne and spades. He was, he just didn't have Batman. Oh, it's because the, it was so goofy and so dumb. Like I actually liked Batman forever. I thought Batman Forever is still a really good movie to go back and watch. But man, Batman and Robin is just, yeah. man, that's hard to go back and watch. Yeah, dude, he had all the potential. Like you watch from dusk till dawn and you're like, yeah, this guy would be a perfect Batman. He's Mm -hmm. fucking charming and serious and all this. And then Bruce, uh, George Clooney's regular life. He's fucking real life Bruce Wayne, yeah. dude. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, he's an amazing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. He doesn't get the credit for that. So he's, he's he would probably be my favorite Bruce Wayne. And see with the Flash movie out now and they've got Michael Keaton comes uh, has come back as Batman. If if Warner Brothers doesn't like back a Brinks truck up to his house and also Tim Burton and be like, "You guys please come back and do another uh third uh Burton versus Batman film to finish out your your trilogy, like there's no justice in the world. They they need to do that. Yeah, I think. I mean, it depends on what happens in the film too. I mean, he might die in the movie. We don't know what happens. Oh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, who cares? Honestly, it doesn't fucking matter. I just want I just want another Tim Burton, Michael Keaton Batman movie uh, to come out before I die. Yeah, I mean, we deserve that. (laughs) And Tobey Maguire Spider-Man. Yeah, I'm for it. All right, is it my my turn right now? Yeah. Okay, this is BJ's last one. Okay, this is a multi-tiered question. Uh, Which comedian do you think inspired your comedy the most, even back before you were doing stand-up, back when y'all were writing down stuff maybe no one else would ever see? Who inspired you then versus who inspires you now? Um... As far as like stand up goes, I would say my biggest influences are George Carlin because my dad gave me the AM FM record when I was a kid. So I fell in love with George Carlin right then and there. And then as I got a little older, uh, Henry Rollins is probably one of my biggest influences. Uh, if you go back and watch, uh, he had this stand up special called You, uh, you Saw Me Up There. Uh, it was from like 1998, I think he recorded it. Um, it's excellent. Like it's almost perfect. 
but those two guys right there are probably my as far as stand up goes, but as far as film writing and just writing in particular and like stories and stuff, Kevin Smith. Is that who inspires you now? Yeah, still. Yeah. Yeah, I figured. Um back back in the day when like before I even started writing jokes and started writing jokes or whatever. I mean, obviously Carlin, because we had a rule in my house where like I wasn't allowed to watch like illicit stuff, but George Carlin was an exception. Yeah, <laughs> he was because, everybody, every boomer's exception to that right. you could watch his stuff. Right, because my parents were just like, no, this is art. This is pure art. Yeah. He can fucking watch this at six years old. Yeah, And so, yeah, so Carlin and um, Bernie Mac, dude, I think I've told this story before. But when I on my twelfth birthday, my oh, parents yeah. were like, "You're old enough to hear fucked up shit." Uh, <laughs> so they turned on a Kings of Comedy DVD, and so I watched D.L. Hughley, Steve Harvey. There's a lot of dirty comics in there, and then it gets to Bernie Mac, and it's so bad that my parents are like, "You're actually not ready for this," and like speed it up, and then pause it at certain points. So it was like sped up and pause, and Bernie Mac's like humping the fucking mic stand. It's like you haven't gonna like this and shit like that. And I thought to myself. Oh, this is so bad. Like, it's not even funny. It's just dirty and bad. I could do that. You know who I thought was funny as shit, and he, he and I wish he was still around. If you go back and look at some of his older specials, Eddie Griffin, dude, Eddie. Yeah, Griffin. he he is still kind of around. It's just his specials suck. Yeah, I don't know what happened. Like those first couple of specials he put out were just excellent, and then just yeah. kind of nothing after that. Yeah, I mean, he's he's great. I mean, he's he's a legend in, in comedy. It's just for whatever reason, his new specials are horrible. And I think he, what he happens does sweet- to a, a lot of comedians like that is they get rich and famous, and then they have nothing else to talk about at that point. Yeah. It's like, one of the weird things he does now? First of all, he says the N-word every other word, and it's just like, what if I did that with fuck as a white comic, you know? Mm. It's like I would get caught out for it. So just don't be lazy. Don't use that as a fucking punctuator for everything you say. Mm -hmm. And he's doing weird shit now where he puts in his rider that he needs a fresh pair of Air Force Ones to wear on stage every single show he does. And then after the show, he dumps them in a bucket of water so that no one else can ever wear them. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah, he does that. (laughs) <laughs> That's really fucking weird. <laughs> uh, I got a question in the chat room. A question for both of you. Name your top two favorite people named Ted. Is this from someone named Ted? <laughs> no, it's from Joey. <laughs> oh, <laughs> top two people, favorite people named Ted. Um, Ted Kaczynski. Uh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> um, Ted the teddy bear. And... um. Ted Mosby from How I Met Your Mother. Oh, yeah. Uh, I would say um, Ted Ted Lasso and Ted DiBiase. Oh, that's a good one. Uh, who inspires me now, if, if anyone cares, is uh, Tom Segura, basically. That, yeah. That's it. I, so I watch, good. I mean, I, I study comedy like a fucking student, genuinely. I watch literally everything. So Tom Segura and... Burt Kreischer, to an extent, these days, or who inspires me to write jokes. 
I feel like I I like Burt Kreischer, but I feel like he's kind of one note. <laughs> and I hate to say Very, that, but yeah. he's just he's he's like a one note comic, and I love what he does. He's good at it, but you know, uh, Tom Segura is just he's on a whole nother level. Like he's just an he's an intellectual kind of comic, you know. Yeah, I mean, Bert's just lazy, right? Like, you know he's not right, actually writing jokes. He's just, like, telling stories. Like, yeah. he, he's the guy in the conversation where, like, you're all saying funny shit, and then he's like, do you mind if I do this as a bit? Can, can this be my yeah. bit? He's like that guy. <laughs> he's like the one-up guy. Like, anytime you would have a story, he would have a story that one-ups it. A hundred percent, as he would say. <laughs> We got to tell you guys about B-Res Coffee Company. That's right. B-Res Coffee is a small business established here on the Gulf Coast that was created for gamers by game. Whatever kind of coffee you like, they got you covered. Like the out-of-this-world chocolate and caramel flavored roast. Or the Two Hardies One Ship, which is a rum and dark chocolate flavored roast. You can even get your very own Open Micers Roast of Coffee. So if you like us, you'll like this dark roast too. So head over to brezcoffeeco.com and use our code OMPODCAST for 10% off of your order. Uh, this next one is uh, one of two questions from Mike Eveland, who we got into earlier. Have you slash would you consider dropping it all to be a road comp? Hell yeah, I would. If somebody took me on as an opener, I, I would definitely do that. Yeah, I mean, I think about it literally every single fucking day of my too. life. <laughs> it's it's just not feasible, man. Like, because you can't get success without going through the struggle. And so even if you're touring, opening for someone big, you're struggling, brother. Mm-hmm. We've had people on this show who have Conan credits, Tonight Show, Comedy Central. They are struggling financially. I mean, making less than, you know, $1,000 a show. Oh, I I mean, it's the same thing that that I've been through in the music industry, you know, even back when we were signed. Like, dude, just because you're out on the road doesn't mean you're making money. Like, you're you're basically destined to be dirt poor until you hit that magical moment where you become a household name. And even then, yeah, and even I mean, then the, the odds of actually making money are slim because you have to pay so many people. Yeah, and we've been able to kind of curb it a little bit with the internet, being able to weaponize that to sort of jump steps. But it's like, for me, as a comedian in the middle of nowhere, Mississippi, no one who knows who the fuck I am, I would have to do so much work on the internet just to be a club feature. And then I'd have to go move uproot my entire family to go make no money until I finally have gotten notoriety enough to be a headliner. It's like, that is a solid five years of struggling that, you know, it's like, yeah, that's what you got to do for the dream. But it's like, also I have a three-year-old kid who has to eat fucking (laughs) food, you know? Yep. Uh, Let's see for the, I just next. almost shit my fucking pants, dude. That one was close. Did you hear it? <laughs> I heard a little bit of it. Uh, Mike I heard, Evelyn I, says, uh, why are you so charitable taking care of kids in the day and geriatric J at night? I think that question was for, for, for me. Yeah, that's for you. Why, why am I such a good person, Jason? I mean, I really am doing 
the world of service here. I take care of special needs children during the day and then at night. I have to fucking carry this guy <laughs> on my back with his fucking old knees, just carrying him, just trying to drag him along. Like, come on, Jason. I'm trying to give us a career, buddy. Hop on my back. Get uh-huh. on my coattails, Jason. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm so generous, dude. Uh, do, I'm motherfucking Teresa. I do my best. Uh, so this next question, uh, series of questions from Derek Diamond, also a Patreon supporter, best friend of the show, host of the Derek Diamond Experience podcast. Go check that out. After three years of doing the show, what has been the biggest lesson you've both learned about podcasting? There's no money in it. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one thing I've learned about doing this show is it is very difficult to market a comedy podcast. Much more difficult mm-hmm. than any of the other podcasts I've ever done. Like uh, the other show that I do, Nerd Cave Retro, is e- basically easy. It it finds its own listeners because it's such a niche uh, subject. But this one being just a comedy podcast, it's like, dude, we're we're like two guppies swimming in a, a pool of sharks. <laughs> yeah, it's like even when you start getting bigger people on and people that like, you know, other people want to listen to or whatever, it's like, I know for a fact that there are thousands of people that would love to listen to this show, would love to enjoy this content just don't fucking know about it mm-hmm. because the comedy podcast subgenre is flooded because every comic with 10,000 followers at, at the very least has to have their own podcast. And so the market is just completely flooded with these working New York and LA comics who have shitty fucking podcasts that they're just flooding the market with that no one listens to i mean it's i mean even people like look at eric griffin right he's on the golden hour podcast that's successful he's one of the biggest headliners in comedy he headlines rogan's club no one listens to his fucking riffin with griffin podcast no one listens to it but he has to have it because he that's what he does to market himself you know so it's yeah i mean it's it's the hardest thing in the world to try to market when you have so many competitors. Um, I mean, the, the biggest lesson that I've learned is, is on a more positive note is that nothing is out of your reach when you have the, the abilities of the internet, when you put your mind to something. I mean, we've been able to get people on this show that I've looked up to since I was a little kid, man. We got fucking Jonathan Mangum on this show. Literally just because I fucking Google people, look at their Instagram, find their emails, find their management, and then just ask and tell them we've had this person, this person, and this person on the show. Please come do it. We're a huge fucking fan. And then they fucking do it. It's like mm-hmm. nothing is impossible doing this shit. It's crazy. I mean, it's because of podcasting that I got to make Monsters Anonymous. Like, as a direct result of being a podcaster. So, I mean... <clears throat> Getting, uh, we've talked to people on this show that I never would have imagined would do our podcast. So it's crazy. Right, dude. I mean, fucking, I've, I've gone out of my way to get people. First of all, I'm a very spiteful person, Jason Robbins. 
I've gone out of my way to get people on this podcast that I know would impress you because I just want you to think that I'm doing something. <laughs> so that's that's why we've had Stephen Perkins, the drummer from Jane's Addiction, on this podcast. I didn't want to talk to him. I did it for you. <laughs> Thank you. You're my hero. You're welcome. <laughs> But it's like, it's, it's shit like that too. Where it's like, I don't think that I would be able to get this person, but I'm going to email them three months in a row until they say yes. And most of the times they will just to get you to shut up. No, they won't. Trust me. You should look at our fucking <laughs> inbox. Dude. You should look at the sent emails on our email. It's fucking hundreds a month. Yeah. Uh, we got another one uh, from Joey it says favorite cereal brands that have the letter M in their title. Uh, <laughs> Muslix. Um, mu- what? You never heard of Muslix? Muslix. I don't even know if they make no. Muslix anymore. No. <laughs> Favorite cereal brands with M in it. I mean, does Lucky Charms fucking count with no, the M at the end? Yeah, I guess it does have does an M just... in it. Yeah. That, that okay. counts. I mean, I don't even like Lucky Charms, but I just can't think of a cereal that has a fucking M in it. I don't know. Uh, Captain Crunch doesn't have an M in it. No. Neither does Cookie Crisps. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Yeah. Boom. That's it. I was thinking Boom. Corn Pops, but that's an N, not an M. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to have to say... Uh, I'm sticking with Muslix. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that sounds like a fucking decongestant. <laughs> it's it's gross. Like one of DM worst cereals ever. Uh, let's see. Derek also asked if you could pick one person to bring back from the dead and interview them. Who would it be and why? Back from the mm. dead, Eddie Van Halen. Hell yeah, dude! I mean, that, That'd be a fucking that, and that is for the why. I mean, that answers the question right there. He's freaking Eddie Van Halen. He's gonna beg to go back. After being on this show, <laughs> like, please fucking take me back. Um, I don't know. Do you? I mean, a gen a genuine answer would be my dad. So I could, I could fucking, he could just tell me that he's proud of me finally before dying. That's a really sappy answer, but it's very genuine. Like, my my dad told literally everyone in the world but me that he was proud of me. Like he regularly would, would talk to my mom and be like, I'm really proud of Jacob and never told me to my fucking face. That's rough, man. I'm sorry. That's going to haunt <laughs> me for the rest of my life, dude. Well, I'm That's proud an... of you. Thank you. Um, in terms of like show business, probably Rodney Dangerfield, to be honest. That's not Either bad. him or Patrice O'Neill. Oh, yeah. Both of those guys would be awesome to talk to. I mean, Patrice was a king of radio, dude, back in the Opie and Anthony days. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that was the Wild West, dude. He, I mean, he would be an excellent podcast guest today. And Roddy Dangerfield is just a fucking legend through and through. Like, I mean, you know he's going to have some funny shit to say. Yeah. He would probably have some, like, a new material about being dead. <laughs> <laughs> I got no respect. <laughs> I thought it was heaven. They put me with my wife. <laughs> Um, Mark Simmons, the writer of our brand new theme song, asks, "Have you guys seen Milf Manor? Thoughts on it?" 
What the hell is MILF Manor? This is the show I was telling you about. Was I telling you about this? So the premise of the show is that they invite all these hot MILFs to this mansion, right? They're like, this is a reality show. You're all going to live here, whatever. And what they don't tell them is that they also invited all of their hot sons. Oh, yeah. I remember you telling so me about this. the sons have to try to fuck <laughs> other moms, and the moms have to try to stop their other moms from fucking their sons. Oh, God. <laughs> Haven't seen it. Really great concept for a TV show. I'm into it. I mean, I might have to give it uh, the first episode a watch just to see what the hell it's about. I've never even heard of it. I mean, I heard of it when you talked about it the first time, but I immediately forgot. Uh, he also says, "Do you guys yeah. think you can? Do you guys think you could fight a bear one on one? What about together?" Here's all it's I have no. to do. All I have to do. I'm not going to fight the bear, but as long as I can run faster than Jacob, I win. Okay, but but how's your response time? Do you think that you can recognize the danger of a bear and start running away before I recognize the danger of the bear and fucking grab you and throw you at a bear? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I I think if, I would probably get one good punch in on the bear, but then he's just gonna just maul me at that point. Mm, no, dude. So so. Bears. You, could you even about bears. could you even knock out a bear if you hit it no. hard enough? No, you couldn't. Dude, do you think you Mike couldn't. Tyson could knock out a bear if he were to punch no. a bear? <laughs> no, dude, nobody. The thing about bears is that they have a natural steel plate in their skull. Their skull, the front of their skull is so fucking thick. It's like the thickness of a steel plate. So if you have a handgun and you shoot a bear in the fucking head, it's going to piss it off. <laughs> yeah, Joey says, fight it. Yes, beat it. No. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, we could fight it. Yeah, we We're could not fight it. Win. Uh, we got another one from uh, Andy in the chat room. On the totem pole of comedy, is the magician comedian above or below a prop comic? Oh, that's a good fucking question. Honestly, I, it depends on the, the magician because a lot of, ma of great magicians are comedians too. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. Pip, uh, Piff the Magic Dragon is awesome. He's a he's amazing, dude. Fucking I love him. Personally, cannot stand prop comedians. So I'm going to yeah. say the the magician comedian is way above a prop comic. I remember I I turned off like a Netflix. You know, Netflix has these shows where it's like the 30 minute specials or whatever. Mm -hmm. I turned one off because the lady was doing a a joke about dildo nunchucks, and I was like, okay. The bit was funny, but then she like pulled out dildo nunchucks and I was like, I'm out like you, you. I laughed at you describing this and me visualizing it. You adding the visual aid makes it less funny. Yeah, it's kind of like just what, describe it. If we're at like an open mic and I see a uh, an open micer or a comedian get on stage and he's got a guitar. Like I'm immediately oh. checked out. <laughs> I, just, okay. I don't want to see this. So musical comedians are at the fucking bottom. I think we can agree <laughs> on that. <laughs> Prop comics are slightly above them. And dude, there are a lot of really funny, like you watch like Penn and Teller's fool us. Like you can tell that they do it for a living. They're like, have like their cool little one liners or whatever while they're doing their act. That takes talent, man. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I fuck with it. 
Yeah, and as far as musical comedians go, I mean, unless you're Weird Al Yankovic, you don't have a chance in hell. <laughs> yeah, dude. And somehow Jeff Dunham's below all of them. I can't explain it, but he is. <laughs> Jeff Dunham's at the fucking bottom. All right, here's a good question. Does a comic have to use profanity to be funny? Are clean comics like Seinfeld with his success a rarity? I don't think they're a rarity. I mean, Jim Gaffigan is is freaking hilarious, and he's clean. Yeah, so it's it's not a question of clean comedy versus dirty comedy. It's a question of intention, yeah. right? The pe- the reason people don't like Seinfeld is because he wants to say fuck shit and cunt. He just chooses not to. Mm. The reason people like Jim Gaffigan is because it doesn't even occur to him to say those things. He's just writing what he feels, yeah. right? So it's, you know, it's you purposely editing it out when you don't need to is weird in a sense when you don't have to do yeah that. it's it's you're you're right it's different if it's a, if it's all about if the person is just naturally funny and they don't use profanity normally it, it doesn't make a difference funny's funny but there's a lot of people out there who uh, just drop f-bombs but they're you know the strategically placed f-bombs are funny as hell you know yeah yeah, and I will say there are a lot of comics working today who are way too dirty. They could cl- they could clean it up. And, yeah, you know, it's just you know you need to clean out words that aren't necessary. Mm-hmm. Like if 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 the fuck or the shit adds to the joke, then leave it in. If it doesn't, take it out. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, is the next one you want me to read? The next one, or is that the next one you read? I'll read it. Uh, Mark is asking, how did Jason meet Brian O'Halloran? Okay, so when uh, I presented the Monsters Anonymous script to Jeremy, Jeremy loved it. Uh, Jeremy London, that is. He loved it and um, asked if he could take a uh, pass at cleaning it up and putting a different ending on it because me and Wally couldn't figure out how to end it. So we were like, yes, and he, he went and did a pass on it, put a new ending on it, and then we started to... Um, we started to... to get people from our acting class, giving them different roles. And then Jeremy went off to do Pensacon and, um, in 2016 or 20, yeah, it was 2016 Pensacon. Um, and he was there for, and they did a mall. And this was around the time that mall rats two was also, uh, Kevin Smith was teasing mall rats too. So they had a big, uh, clerks uh, a big mall rats thing at pensacon with all the different people from mall rats and of course brian o'halloran was there too and so jeremy talked to brian o'halloran asked him if he wanted to play dracula in the movie he said yes jeremy called me and i was on my way to pensacon and i freaked out and i we got to pensacon i got to meet brian and um We've been friends ever since, and it was awesome. It was one of the best days of my life getting to meet Brian O'Halloran and have him say, yes, I want to be in your movie. That's good. That's a fun story. I tried to fart in the mic again, and I genuinely almost shit my pants. It's it's becoming a real problem. You're going to shit on the microphone, and then you're going to be out (laughs) one microphone. (laughs) And I'm going to be out one eye. I'm going to keep talking into it. I'm going to get fucking pink eye. That's gross. Uh, (laughs) The next question. Uh, from Mark Simmons, favorite pornographic subgenre. <laughs> so my thing, what's the difference between a genre and a subgenre? Well, my thing is, uh, porn is porn because <laughs> it's like 
you know, and when I grew up, you had to like actually go to a building in the middle of the night in the, in the sketchy <laughs> part of town to get porn. Uh, and nowadays, like this phone right here, you, you, people carry this around in their pockets and it has every piece of porn you could ever want in your life. So the problem is uh, paralyzation of choice. Like, where do you even, st- I feel sorry for these kids nowadays. Like they're never going to have that, you know, that funny going to like going to get porn for the first time story because they don't have to. Like, yeah. You know? I'm watching porn right now. Like, yeah. It's just on their phones right, right now. Like they, they can just pull up anything that's ever been made on their phone. So like, where do you even start? So what's your favorite subgenre, Jason? I, d- I don't have one. There's like, it's just porn's porn. So you're, you're so old that like you, you don't get into the niche. Cause like my generation, we need a niche. We need to find our niche or else we're not going to be able to come. <laughs> well, here's the thing. Find it. I'm 46 years old and I'm pretty sure I have no testosterone left in my body. <laughs> so it's just not a and thing. And you still think, you still think you can beat me in a fight? Maybe. You got I don't no know. Testy, bro. <laughs> <laughs> so like it's just not even a thing anymore so i don't know like i don't even right. really it's not it, i don't you know i'm not gonna get there and like look through the eight thousand different like tabs of different stuff and be like "Ooh, what where's my thing like what what's gonna be my thing yeah you can't be wasting nuts bro you gotta save them you only got a few left <laughs> yeah i only i get like one a year <laughs> uh for me i like the castings dude and, and it's like obviously i know that like these are girls working in the industry already but i like like the ones where that's like we're casting for a porn but there is no job and she doesn't get paid because they could because then i think it's real i think the girl's real that's what i like i like i like watching like amateur like real people yeah, I would say if that if anything, that would be mine too. Like I don't like overproduced type of stuff. Yeah, so I like the casting ones because they're like, these are real girls, and I know they're not, but I can pretend that they are. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's theater of the mind. Right. Uh last one from Mark. What are your fursonas? Uh I think if I had to have one, uh it would be a cat. Because <laughs> I like house cats. <laughs> I want to be a cat. Why'd you have to say it like that? <laughs> you didn't have to say it like that. I don't even know what that really means. I just uh, know that, you know, people like to dress up as animals. So if I could, if I had to dress up as an animal, it would just be a cat, like a puma or something. <laughs> uh, look, I don't, I don't want to offend anybody, but I just, I don't do this stuff, man. It's, it's cool if you do. I don't care, but I don't do this stuff, man. I don't. So I don't know. I mean, I, it's not my thing. Whatever floats your boat. Yeah. I mean, can I be a furry Komodo dragon? Yeah. They would, don't have fur. Well, I mean, it's an animal. Well, all the furries have fur. That's a furry. Like, it's got to be like a furry animal. But a Komodo dragon's my spirit animal. Why a Komodo dragon? I did a report on him in the fifth grade, and I really <laughs> like him. Okay. <laughs> So now I relate to Komodo dragons for the rest of my life. Um, I mean, furry animals, I guess. I don't know, dude. A, a wolf? Like a big fucking wolf? Such a basic white bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I would be a white bitch wolf. 
<laughs> yeah, dude. I mean, just a big old fucking dire wolf, dude. Because I'm a big man. Is it, I mean, here's the thing: it, if you, if whoever knows about personas, how do you pick a persona? That's what I want to know. Like, what? How do you? Does it get picked for you, or do you just like pick something? Dude, you have a buddy. We have a Patreon supporter who's like big into that fucking well, community. He, he needs to let him. us know because I don't know anything about it. That's just it's not never been into it so i don't know yeah i think it's i feel like this might be a misconception but i feel like it's all sex it's sexual right like it's i don't just think a sex so thing. i mean it does have that that connotation connotation but i don't think that i think that's like a small portion of it we need to be educated we need to yeah we need the education so if you're out there and you know and you know about the subgenre. <laughs> Let us know. All right, this next one's you. Hold on, I I gotta write that in the chat room. Hold on. Joey's asking if I if I can spell it out for him. He doesn't know what word we're saying. Persona, you know, like the furries. People oh yeah, like up. the people that dress up in the furry suits, Joey. Yeah, they have. They'll, they'll dress up like a fox. Oh, I didn't know that. Andy says Kiesler Air Force Base has plenty of furries. I didn't know that. Do we have like a furry community here? Oh yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them in the wild. Huh. Believe it or not, the man that asked that question, Mark Simmons, there was a furry at one of his birthday parties. And huh. he and there was like a bunch of people like weird about it. And he was like, We don't do that. We don't fucking we don't judge people. Like this furry is fucking welcome here. And then he started punching the furry because he was drunk. So he started just fucking hitting the furry because he was confused. They so started beating the shit out of this person in this fox costume. And everyone was just like, Mark, you're you're confused. You're doing what we wanted to do. Uh, <laughs> wow. But he had good intentions. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Jack Evelyn asks, Jacob often looks like he tastes like sour garbage, does he? I've never known Jacob to, to smell uh, to, to smell like garbage or taste like garbage, and I'm, I've never tasted uh, Jacob Craig, so I wouldn't know if he tastes like sour garbage or not. What does this mean, Jason? <laughs> I don't know. I'm glad I'm not the only one. When he left this comment, I was like, "What? What does this?" mean can you explain this to me and he and he said i just got done being in the hospital and at the end of it i tasted like sour garbage it's fine we all do it it's like what taste you'd have to ask my fiance i guess she's the only one who tastes me uh, i don't want to hear about that that just oh she tastes me jason <laughs> She licks me up uh, and down. Do I have a vomit sound on the soundboard? <laughs> I can make one for you out of my butt. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I understand that I do like over the Zoom. I look like I would smell bad. I look like I would have like a body odor. And I, when when we met, we've met one time in person, and I gave him a hug, and I probably was sweaty and smelled bad because it was at Pensacola. But I, I genuinely have like a good, like good cologne on, like good shampoo and shit. Like I don't smell bad most of the time. Hmm. I feel like. 
Yeah, I've never. Jason might differ. I've never smelled you before. <laughs> I don't even know if you wear like a cologne or anything. Well, most of the time we meet, it's doing comedy, so I'm fucking sweaty. Yeah, but you don't smell like sour garbage or anything. Right. Like, that's a couple of days without shower, and I shower every single day. <clears throat> Next right. question. I think these, these questions are flipped. What do you mean? Because uh, it says, what is your favorite episode ever? And I'm like, what episode of what? But then it says, do you think Seinfeld was a terrible show? No, what's our favorite episode of Open Mic? Oh, um, probably. I mean, the last Brian O'Halloran we did was pretty fun. Um, it's a good episode. And uh, I don't know. I've had quite a few favorite episodes on the show. Yeah, we're we're getting to the point. I mean, now. talking to Stephen Perkins was like uh, just unreal to me. Like, I, I still don't even believe that actually happened. Dude, I I played a fucking long game to make that happen. We we interviewed like like fucking five people I didn't want to have on the show <laughs> with the promise of Stephen Perkins coming on the show. Hey, I worked. fucking made that happen. <laughs> You're welcome. Thank you. Um, my dude, we're at the point now where I feel like we have more good episodes than bad. Mm-hmm. I feel like before episode 100. There's a few bad ones littered in there. Uh, but after episode 100, where we've fought, we're like, we're, we've got fucking skin in the game. We're having really good guests on. We've, we've been, you know, we have more episodes that are good than bad, I feel like. Um, my personal favorite episode was Neil Rubenstein. Just because he's a guy who still is a fucking killer comedian. He's super funny. He's super nice and genuine. He has great stories from being in the music industry, working with Take It Back Sunday and people like that. Uh, I genuinely didn't have enough time to ask him all the things I wanted to ask him because we would just go on tangents together. Like we had just had such a great chemistry on on air. So that's to me just being in the episode. That was my favorite one to film. My favorite episode ever that I can brag to people about is Jonathan Mango, dude. Like yeah. I brag to people about that weekly that I was able to interview Jonathan fucking Mangum from Let's Make a Deal, from Whose Night Is It Anyway, Wayne Brady's best friend on the planet, <laughs> Jonathan Mangum, dude. He did this. That's a fucking huge deal to me. Yeah. I think one of the most fun episodes we ever did was the Easter candy taste test with Laura. <laughs> <laughs> I almost killed myself for that, dude. My blood sugar was over 500 after Jesus. that episode. Lucky I ate an entire 16-ounce Reese's egg. <laughs> and 16 ounces sounds small because you can drink 16 ounces easy but Mm -hmm. eating it masticating it chewing it up and swallowing it that's a different animal and Mm -hmm. i found that out in real time that was a good episode yeah all right so next question is do you think seinfeld was a terrible show absolutely not i the seinfeld is one of my uh comfort food shows yeah, short answer, no. It's actually a really good show. It has good premises, and you can thank Larry David for that, not Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Larry David's a fucking genius. Uh, let's see. <laughs> Hashtag question. bring back Kramer. <laughs> he did nothing wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, next question. Who's better at math? 
I mean, you have to fucking ask. <laughs> I can obviously, fix- Jason. I mean, I'm not great at math. I can do like simple math in my head. Uh, like I can't. I have to do it on my fingers. Really? Okay. Yeah, dude. How are you that bad at math, dude? I had to retake college, uh, college math through al- through uh, from college math to beginning algebra to intermediate algebra to college algebra in order to graduate with an associate's degree. Like I'm associate's so degree bad what? at math. Huh? What's your associate's degree in? Uh, art. Oh, I have an associate's of art too. All I had to take was college algebra. I know, but I was so bad at college at algebra. I had to retake college math, then uh, uh, co- beginning algebra, then intermediate algebra, and then college algebra in order to learn the algebra so I could pass college algebra. See, we should do an IQ test because I feel like 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 sleepy. I have a sleepy high IQ. If I put my brain to something, I can fucking do it really easy. Is there a way we can actually, is there somewhere we can actually take an IQ test? Like how much is it to take an IQ test? So you can take free ones, but they're not accredited. Yeah. I mean, I'm talking about an actual real IQ test. But I'm talking about like just for the show, we should just take a dumb one and like use it (laughs) to see which one of us is smarter and yeah, then go off of that results for the rest of our lives. Yeah, but the problem is if you sit there and you take the whole test, it's like, um, subscribe to get your results. No, I've done one before, and, and it came out at like 150 or something like that. Oh, that's definitely wrong. <laughs> what, what do you mean, dude? I have a sleepy high IQ, maybe, bro. Maybe 50, not 150. Dude, the average is a hundred. <laughs> Forrest Gump was like seventy-two. <laughs> no, dude, Forrest Gump was lower than that. Oh, was he? I don't remember. I feel like. Well, I don't know, because less than a hundred is a fucking idiot. Dude, I'm gonna feel pretty fucking stupid if I score like a ninety-five on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I feel like so. I feel like that's what it boils down to. So, like, like right now, if you gave us equations, neither of us could do them. No. But I feel like if you gave us a fucking math problem and then like the page in the textbook where it tells you to do that, like you would have for tests, then I feel like I would be able to do it better because I can just follow directions easy. I mean, the highest level of math I'm going to be able to do is probably some of the college algebra that I learned. Yeah. I mean, and you forget all that shit, dude. You yeah, forget it's all not that like, it is not like riding a bike. Like, seriously, like, if you don't use it, you lose it. Yeah, I mean, you forget all that shit the second you get out of college because it's just, it's just not needed on an everyday basis. Yeah, it's I'm 46 fucking... years old. I've never once used algebra in daily life. I don't use division. <laughs> what do you mean, dude? I didn't need to learn division. Dude, I use percentages all the time. I can do percentages in my head pretty quickly. Um, but nah. that's like the most useful everyday thing I've come across is being able to do percentages. No, I mean, times tables are the most that I use. I don't even use division, bro. <laughs> Division's hard. Oh, this is mine. I, I forgot. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> if you could have, this is a good question, by the way. If you could have all the fame of Amy Schumer but had to be as terrible as she is, would you do it? I already am. 
so I just need fame. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. You're already that bad. Um, I don't know if this means as a comedian or as a person or both, because Amy Schumer is just objectively a bad person as well as a comedian. <laughs> Something a lot of people don't talk about. She's a shitty person. She steals jokes. She makes really bad fucking jokes about people. She's a shitty person. Yeah. Um. I, yeah, I would do it 100%. Yeah. I mean, who would? <laughs> of course I would. <laughs> But I think that's it. That's the last question. So, uh, and we're at yeah, an hour and two minutes. So that was a nice chunky episode. Yeah, man, you guys really showed out. I was I was scared that we wouldn't have um, enough questions to answer on the show, but you guys really showed out for us. Thank you. So thank you guys so much. We'll do this again uh, sometime soon, and uh, maybe we'll do it while uh, we get a super famous guest on. We can have like an ask ask us anything while we have a yeah like an ask this guest anything yeah we'll do that that'd be fun we'd have to make sure that they actually come up to the show yeah (laughs) before we get a bunch of questions oh here we go one last question in the in the chat room what is the difference between stealing jokes and modifying street jokes there isn't one yeah i mean you can modify (laughs) it all you want but uh, the as long as a premise like if I've written jokes before where I, I'll do a joke for like six months and then the next thing I know it's a freaking meme on the internet yeah. and I just stop doing it. Yeah, I mean, it's a different level of hack, right? So it's like, if you're stealing jokes from somebody, that's something that will get you like kicked out of clubs. That's something that'll get you like blacklisted from the scene. No one is going to work with you if you're yeah, stealing jokes. That is that's why just, instant disrespect if somebody's blatantly stealing jokes. Right. And and we've gone through it tons of times here on our scene, dude. People think that they can just fucking steal jokes from like a comic who works in Mobile. Like mm. we've seen that guy. What the yeah. fuck are you doing? <laughs> um that's why it's such a there's such a big disparity around Amy Schumer, because she's been accused of stealing jokes and she's been presented with receipts. That's why I don't watch Saturday Night Live anymore. Because they're just blatantly stealing bits that people send to them as an audition. Mm. So they'll send them a sketch, and then they'll just use the sketch on the fucking show. It's like, what are you doing? Look at at what happened with Carlos Mencia. I mean, he got called out. He was blatantly stealing jokes. Yeah. I mean, like, almost word for word. He still does it, dude. I'm friends on Facebook with someone who opened with Carlos Mencia. And this idiot wore it like a badge of honor. He was like, can't believe I just killed in front of Carlos Mencia. And now Mencia's on stage riffing on my material. Dude, that's fucking stealing, dude. Yeah. <laughs> He's on stage stealing your fucking material and you're happy about it. Um, in terms of the street jokes, though, it's just, that's just hack. Like, no one's, I feel like no one's going to care if you do that. But it's just, it's like, how far are you going to get with taking a street joke and putting your own punchline on it? Yeah, and you know? we've seen it before where street, uh, people go on stage and try to do street jokes, and they're just, they, they don't, they don't Shut really up. land. They don't really do well. <laughs> it's it's mostly boomer stuff, too, dude. It's like people who are fucking old as shit just yeah. being like, you know, stuff like pre-internet street jokes that you'd hear from like your fucking great uncle or some shit. shit. <laughs> it's just not funny. Yeah, it just doesn't transfer well to the stage. No. And, and the most the most depressing part though is when it does. Like when it when someone's killing with this stuff and you're like, "No, this is not <laughs> what this is." Yeah. 
But, uh, but yeah, that's going to bring us to the end of the, the show. I don't have anything else to say about stealing jokes. I'm pretty sure we have stolen jokes before here on this show unknowingly. So if we did, yeah, we apologize. Yeah, I mean, it's parallel thinking. I, I watched a bit today that like a local comic does that like a big headlining comic is now also doing. Mm. He's never seen that guy perform. He doesn't yeah. know. It's just a good joke. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, anything else you want to throw out there before we go? You got any uh, shows coming up? Uh, no, don't have any official shows booked. Um, I will hopefully have some soon over in the way of Alabama. Um, but dude, I've been booking some really good guests for July. So uh, thank you guys for supporting us from the beginning, man. And thank you guys for getting in that Patreon. We we're supposed to have Sam Talent coming up next week. Hopefully he uh, comes on the show this time because I, I booked yeah. him before and he didn't come <laughs> on the show. So hopefully he fucking he he has said yes to coming on this show. Hopefully he does it. Yeah, we'll see. But uh, I don't have anything uh, booked right now. Hopefully <clears throat> I'll have something soon and uh, we can see you guys out in the world. But uh, but I think that's going to do it for this episode. And uh, we're going to go ahead and walk out the door. If you want to email us, email us at openmicerspodcast.gmail.com. We're at openmicers.com. And our, also our link tree is op- linktree slash openmicerspodcast. And, of course, our Patreon is patreon.com slash ompodcast. And, of course, go to brezcoffeeco.com. Use the code ompodcast for 10% off of your order. And we will see you guys next week. going to do another AMA after this shit I take. <laughs> this podcast is a Zoo House LLC production.